Hey now, hey now, welcome to another episode of the Unidahara podcast. It's Nick and Christian back at it. Christian, how you doing, man? Doing good, dude. Ready to rock some uh, Fred's Dead. Oh, yes, I am, man. I've I've been excited. I haven't watched. I watched this movie in October when I was doing a, a nightmare rewatch. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in maybe 10 years. So I was like, everybody says it's bad. And, you know, it's not great. Um, but it, I, it's, I think I think it's got some fun to it, I guess. I don't know. You you you're someone that's more of, I would say, not an apologist necessarily, but somebody that can just have a really good time with this movie. Have you always been that way or was there ever a point in your life where you were like, dude, this movie sucks? Yeah, certainly the latter. The first time I watched it because I saw this, I think, before half of the other movies because that's just what was available at Blockbuster at the time. So context is always key, I think. So when I saw this after like maybe two, I think I saw two, then one, then I saw this one because the sequels were rented out. I was like, what What the hell is this? This is not even a horror film. Like, what is this? Uh, now, time would be gracious to me with the movie and and seeing the context of everything and, and learning everything about it. I've I've I, I love it now. I don't know if 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 it's just. It, I like it more as I watch it along or if I just love the character so much of Freddy. But I certainly enjoy watching this movie now. I wouldn't say I'm I'm an apologist of anything I watch, quite frankly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to phrase that that way, because I didn't want to make it sound like I was saying, like, oh, you're just apologizing because you're a Freddy guy. Because let's be honest, I mean, I'm a Halloween guy. And, you know, I can be objective with that franchise, too, and be like, look, some of these movies may not be very good, but they're fun. I mean, you guys hear me on this podcast say all the time how much I love Halloween 5. I'm also <laughs> very aware of the flaws. So, you know. But, you know, something happened this past week, man. It was it was big news. Um, Christian watched the Batman. He watched the Batman <laughs> He did a review of it on his channel, uh, and he, he really liked it. He really liked it. He said, I watched his review, green screen and all, because Christian's moving up in the world. And uh, he said, I think <laughs> 89's Batman is still my thing, but this movie, this movie's pretty damn good. It's a pretty good movie, huh? I really liked it, man. I, I The first 10 minutes, every like a lot of the stuff that I would think about with what I would want from a Batman movie, this did it. Like, everybody knows who the character is. I would like my Batman to kind of be like Michael Myers in a sense, to be honest with you. I don't want to know the backstory, even though that ship has sailed. I love the fact that he's just Batman. He's just Batman. And uh, so the the opening sequence where, dude, the, it's so dark and abysmal in this like big apartment complex where they they're seeing these... They're investigating these bodies and Batman's with the cops and stuff. I'm like, well, that just makes sense. Wouldn't the cops, if there was some freaking vigilante dude who's just like this, like karate fighting son of a gun who can brew, he can brawl and do all this stuff with, with, with villains and bad guys. Wouldn't the cops like want them to help? And even though oh, that yeah. wasn't necessarily the case, there certainly was a guy that was like, we need this dude, these villains. It's kind of like the movie Cobra. 
the bad guys are always a step ahead because the good guys have rules to play by and bad guys never have, they have no rules. So they're always going to be at least one step ahead. So it's like, why would you not want Batman help? So I like that. They actually had a cop that was like, we freaking need this guy. We need uh, his help. I love their relationship too, because we've seen in iterations of Batman movies, how Gordon and, and Batman are almost like, I don't know. It seems a little too buddy, buddy at times where in this movie, it was like, they got along, but they were also kind of like almost like seemed like like pe- two people that had been in a relationship for a really long time that like they kind of got under each other's skin a little bit sometimes and made them, you know, rolled their eyes at each other. And I love the scene in the interrogation room where he tells him to punch him in the face and go out uh, the back. I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. And then he, he did. He's, too. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, you could have you could know, have pulled your punch. And he was like, I did. It's like. But yeah, I mean, from the opening, I, I just love, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about this guys, but I just wanted to talk a little bit with him about it. Cause I haven't really talked to Christian about it, but within the first five minutes, when you get your first look at the Riddler and the way that scene is set up where he's just in the background there, like in the dark, it immediately lets you know, this is not the type of superhero movie that you've seen before. And I was, I was about it at that point. I really was, I would have liked for them to push this to an R rating. I really would have. I get it. I get why they didn't. But I, I I mean, it almost kind of felt like it, too. You know, it didn't really feel it felt like a pretty gritty PG-13. So, yeah, it's a damn good movie. I'm glad you got around to seeing it because I have yet to watch it again on HBO Max. I saw it in the theater and I haven't seen it since then. And I haven't watched on HBO Max yet simply just because it's three hours. You know, you really got to dedicate to it uh, to watch it again. So I haven't watched it again. But I plan on it uh, here soon. But yeah, guys, Christian wanted me to kind of take the reins on this episode and give you guys another taste of me, quote unquote, hosting, uh, ironically, for one of his dear movies and his beloved franchise. So if you guys haven't already yet, please cue your movies up. Christian and I are paused at one second in where you can start to see the New Line Cinema logo materialize. And (laughs) if... If you guys have seen our casual commentary of Halloween Resurrection or Halloween Kills even, but more Resurrection, this is probably going to be more in line with that. Half of this we'll be watching it and half of it will probably just be bullshitting while it's going on. But it's really the vibe of this is we're going to laugh along with the dumb parts. We're going to enjoy it. I mean, that's that's really what we're here for. We're not here. This is not Siskel and Ebert. You know, we're, we're not going to dissect this thing for the filmmaking, you know, prowess or lack thereof that is in this movie. We're just not going to do it. So if you guys are looking for something deeper, uh, it's not going to be us. I don't know. What, what do you think, Christian? I dude, I, I never know what to think when we do these casuals, because like the last time we did a casual. Well, I say the last time, the first time we did a casual for resurrection, we had like a pretty deep conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't movie related, but it was pretty no. deep. So, yeah. dude, who fucking who knows what's about to happen? Yeah, this this could fly off the handle, guys. We have no idea, especially because it's a movie that I, I'm sure Christian has seen it many more times than me, but I've seen it many times too. So it's like I don't feel like I have to dedicate the entire hour and a half solely to this movie with nothing else going on in the background. I, I've seen the movie plenty of times. I can. You know, so I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you guys have a laugh with us at parts that merit a laugh. Uh, we won't be tearing this thing apart or anything. That's not what we're here for tonight. Um, you know, there's a, there's a difference. There, there's movies that just aren't very good movies, 
but they're fun. And then there's movies that aren't very good movies and they are boring and they're just abominations like uh, Christmas Vacation 2. And you won't see us watch those type of movies on <laughs> Unita. The only reason I said that is because I just <laughs> I saw it on my shelf just now and I'm like, God, why did I buy that piece of shit? Oh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, what a guy. You bought it. You bought it because it said, yeah, you bought it because it said Christmas vacation on it. So, like, it was a checkmate, you yeah. know, because you're thinking this is, Chris, this is a Christmas vacation movie. <laughs> now, you can tell <laughs> by you the watched cover. It. It's a, you can tell by the cover. It's a straight to DVD cash grab. You can tell. But it's like, yeah, yes. but it's Cousin Eddie and, like, it's Christmas vacation. So, maybe it'll have some of that Cousin Eddie flair that Christmas. No. No, it's just basically like toilet humor and low but it's really bad. So <laughs> I mean you've seen it, right? You've seen it. Oh, unfortunately. I've, seen yeah. it. Okay, I've got okay. it too. I didn't I want it. you to chime it's in like, here and be like, thing. it's not that bad. No, it's pretty bad. No, no, no. It's like, dude, Chevy Chase and and Randy Quaid are like Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. They are they're better together when they're with the Stones, but when they go off and do their own things, they've put out some good solo stuff. Keith Richards has certainly put out some great solo stuff, but the magic is when they're together as the Stones. And it's the same with those two guys. You know, Chevy was at in my opinion at his absolute best in those vacation movies with Quaid. Yep. Especially in the first one when they go to visit his Kansas home. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I bet you could use a cool one, huh? And he gives him the beer he's drinking so he can <laughs> open up a new one. And like that stuff like that is hysterical. But when you split them up, it's just the magic isn't there. Can't you no. just can't do it without each other. I mean, there's I like Cousin Eddie so much that like it doesn't matter what time of year it is. Obviously, Christmas Vacation is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, but I find myself quoting it in my everyday life. Like at this point now. With my dog, when he's in the kitchen and he's begging while we're eating, what I tell him, and obviously he doesn't understand English well. You know, he's a dog. So me yelling at him is, I go, go on now, get in the kitchen, get you something to eat. And he'll just walk out of the kitchen yeah. and go lay down. <laughs> and it's like, and yep. it's, it's just Cousin Eddie, man. Like, I just, I love that movie. I, I But yeah, that sequel is real bad. Me too. I mean, you know what? We'll just replace... <laughs> Replace my feed with this for the entire night. We'll just put that up. And oh, God, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, but I'm also I don't sell movies or get rid of them, so it's always going to be in my collection until I die. So you know, right? That's pretty much me too. It's like I may not watch it ever again, but I watched it once. It was a blind buy, and you know I've got plenty of those. I don't shit. All right, Christian. Enough of the bullshitting. <clears throat> you guys are here for Freddy's right. Dead. We're here for Freddy's Dead. We're going to counter down. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. I might have to turn my TV down. Oh, I, I, can, I can hear that Goo Goo Dolls slaying. Great song. Is that better? Uh, let's see. Let me see how loud my speakers are. Yeah, I'm sure you're fine. Okay. I'll turn the mic away from it a little bit, too. I don't mind hearing that song. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, you could probably come down some. <laughs> Great song, though. Don't you love how in this one they always have, they started doing those quotes in the beginning of the movies. By this one, they finally just had Freddy's own quote in there. The welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, you know, they go they go from like this supposedly like deep quote that they're trying to put at the beginning and they're like, welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> it's like, all right, I know what kind of movie I'm yeah. in for. I always like the title sequence where the, the letters start going on the screen and stuff. Yeah. I, I always like that a lot. Oh, it's 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 also very of the time too, and I don't think it dates the movie personally. I really don't because I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that this was when I was a little kid. You, this is what this was kind of like our childhood. Like you know this this movie came out what eighty nine, ninety one, ninety one. So was that the year? No, that was a year before you were born. You know, three years before I was born. But like, yeah. When I first saw this movie, I said, oh, that's Sean from uh, Boy Meets World. Because that's who I thought it was. It's not him, but it looks like him as, you know, Corey's best friend in the show. Yeah. I thought that was him. I was like, that's cool. Sean's in this movie. You know, one thing I was surprised about with this movie, believe it or not, is when you look it up, it actually didn't do poorly. Like at the box office, I mean, it did, it would did lower than the previous ones. If I don't, if I remember correctly, but it's still made over like 30 million, you know, for, I think it was, yeah, I, I, it's sad that I probably have this. I, sh I actually, I don't think I have it memorized. One did good. Two did better. Three did even better. Four did even better. Five did great, but not as good as four. And then, then I think this one did, did okay. like 10 million more than five. Yeah. Yeah. All those six Elm Street movies, though, they just made bank. I mean, yeah, they then, just yeah. brought in the cash. But then it goes to show just a few years later, New Nightmare. Wes Craven was just a few years too early with that meta concept because that movie did not do well. So, yeah, I also think, you know, three years is not enough time to miss something in movie world. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think they I think three ninety one to ninety four. I I just don't think that's enough time or ninety five, whatever it was. I think it was ninety four, but I just it don't was. think that's enough time. No, it's not. I don't think so either. I mean, we've seen that evidenced in recent years too. Look at what Halloween twenty eighteen did. That's why I'm talking, man. When Freddy does come back, that movie's gonna make buku bucks. It's gonna do well. I hope so. Same thing with Jason. Man, I really guy, can't wait for it. This is a boring ass room. Look at this. I know it's a dream, but look how this is boring. This has got like 60. <laughs> I guess they got some nice, they got a nice wood chair in the corner. Yeah. This Blu-ray actually doesn't look that bad. Of all of my I don't know if you have the Blu-ray set. They're notorious for just looking I do. okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, this one actually is looking okay. But it yeah, just I, needs to shine. They need to at least 2K scan these things, 4K scan them. You know. When's the last time you watched Freddy's Dead? Uh, probably a year. I watch the Friday movies more than the nightmare movies because I always like to make my nightmare movies feel very special when I do them. So I space them out. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as oh. stupid as that fucking line is, do you forget it? 
No, no. That's why I always choose to use that that gif when I talk about this movie because everybody remembers it. I I I I think that there's always when going into these films, there's a couple ways to approach these kinds of movies, and it, it's interesting because I feel that five, in some ways, tried to darken it up a little bit previously from four. And I probably mean that more in a literal sense because, I, I, like I said, to me, part four, I call it the daydream master because everybody falls asleep in, at two o'clock in the evening. And five tried to make things a little bit darker with the cool gothic looks for the churches and stuff like this. But then on this one, they decide, let's go the complete opposite way and make it slap, not maybe not slapstick, but just really hoke. Just like I think Robert says. We went for a Looney Tunes approach of of humor and like kill style. And I, I just wonder I I wonder why they went that way. I really, I really I get it a little bit. It's like nobody's scared of Freddy. Nobody is scared of him. This is their sixth movie. People love him. They just want to see him. I understand that, but I, I, I don't know. It's just interesting. I guess it didn't matter regardless, because everybody went to go see the movie. But I it's just interesting. I, I, I would have liked to have heard the meetings on the approach of how do we do this movie? You know, I think the thing is you would have to look at the movies that were coming out around that time and think if there was a correlation there. Um, honestly, to tell you the truth, 91 isn't a year that I think in my mind was super strong for film, let alone horror film. There's not a ton that stand out to me. So I don't know if it well, I mean, was- there were some good ones, though. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about Raising Kane was around that time, yeah. which was a really good movie. Uh, Silence was hitting right about this time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, T- Tales from the Dark Side, the movie was a horror film that came out. You know, then, that's an interesting thing to bring up. Let me see. Let me see what was coming out. Because I think that, like, we were, the movies were starting to, like, 90 to 91. I really think there were some really big t- titles, but, like, I don't know about horror. Goodfellas came out in 90. Our movies in 1990. Let's just see what the start of the decade looked like. Misery. Um, let's see. <laughs> Why is it giving me 1990 horror movies? I want the year 1990. I don't know. I think Freddy was just his own thing, man. And they, because when Maybe I was they listening were just trying to, to switch the, up the formula because of how people received Dream Child. Maybe they were just like, you know what? Let's just kind of let it all hang out. Um, it's possible. I do love this scene, dude. He looks so fucking hilarious driving I, the bus. Yeah, I like the, <laughs> I like the makeup there. I do like the makeup there. I thought it looked pretty good. Oh, yeah. It, God damn. The rock. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That cutout is hilarious. Yeah. It's just... It's a far cry from the first one, man. Oh, yeah. You know, Lee made a video the other day about a new Nightmare movie, and he was talking about why, like, giving five reasons why he thinks we may not have gotten one by now. And he did mention one reason that I really didn't think about, and he was like, you know, maybe Freddie worked better for his time and maybe a character like that, if you were going to go for that same type of tone and feel doesn't work as well nowadays. 
Um, which is why in the remake, you got a, an attempt at a just pretty much straight up darker Freddy, which I like the take, but it's nowhere near the same. And uh, so I kind of wonder if there is some merit to that. Mm, I got to disagree majorly with that. Um, nobody gives a shit that made that movie what people thought about it. Cause guess what? It made a shit ton of money. So yeah. it doesn't matter what Freddie's like. I think people are going to, people are going to go see a, a new nightmare film regardless. I think if they, I think if they, like you said, if they made another one, it's going to be a monster. But if, if he means somebody like Robert with that sense of humor, I don't know, maybe not. I just don't think that they ever, wouldn't. They, I don't think they'd try to touch that again. I think that it, when a new nightmare movie comes out, it's going to be a straightforward movie. I really, I mean, you'll get some quips maybe like even Jackie had a couple quips, but they're not going to play it up for jokes at all. I don't think they're not going to go Robert's route. I think they're going to try to just be dead serious and maybe that'll work. Who knows? But I just don't think you can replicate what Robert did. Yeah. I, I think the only reason, the reason we don't have one right now is just because all that legal crap. Why? Otherwise, why wouldn't they? I mean, I can't imagine I can't imagine there aren't production houses and people like, oh, shit, yeah, let's. of course we want to do a nightmare movie. Are you kidding me? Oh, what's that? Oh, we can't right now because this, you know, well, I wonder if stacks the Craven, of legal issues. I wonder if the Craven estate is holding it up, and if they are, what's the reason? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's their intellectual property at this point, so whatever they choose to do with it, that's obviously on them, and that's fine. But I'm just curious as to, is there a reason, you know? Um at know. least one of them's got to be money. Yeah. Now, now, Christian, I don't know why, because like now, when I, well, I don't. I wouldn't say I know. I don't know why, but uh, when I was a kid, I, I had. I always had a crush on her. I don't know. Oh, the 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 uh, the psychiatrist woman. Yeah. She's oh, she's foxy as hell, dude. I I think she's. You know, she's the real deal. I can't remember. I know her from another movie, but I, I, of course, all I can associate her with is this. I forget her name. Let me see. Uh, funny, because I feel like I would. Lisa Zane. Yeah, that's right. That's who I thought what it was. I, what do I, I didn't want to say that and be wrong. Wow. I can't believe it. Like, I am her age right now watching this movie. She's a 30-year-old woman right here. Hmm. What do I know her from? Uh, let's see. Let me look at her movies. The Cop or Lisa Zane? Lisa Zane. I don't know. Oh, well. By the way, Christian, I don't know if you've ever that punched. That broad right there. I don't know if you ever punched a punching bag. Man, that shit takes a lot out of you. That ain't easy. Yeah, I used to I used to have one in my backyard. My one of my one of my friends gave me one. We hung it up in my tree, and I had I bought some boxing gloves and everything. But I learned the hard lesson that you have to have that. Uh, you either need to get Everlast tape to go around your knuckles or something, because mm -hmm. after a while you will, if you don't, you will literally rub this like the skin will come off of your knuckles. Yep. And I I remember doing that one day, and I was like, holy shit! So I had to get that fixed. 
quick but i used to i used to punch a bag a lot man it, it, you're right it would wear the shit out of me yeah you you throw a couple dozen good ones in there and you're like damn why am i already tired so between these three kids without question unequivocally carlos is my boy i love carlos brecken's hair is killing me pull that oh if, either God. put all of it in a ponytail put all of it in that damn ponytail <laughs> oh, or just let it let it out it just I was gonna it, say it that but i didn't want off. to shame his hair it pisses it's me so off bad. it's like figure it out <laughs> i know <laughs> what do you want Oh, you could tell Lisa Zane is just like, dude, she is a woman. Oh, yeah. I think she's <clears throat> just gorgeous. You know, you can tell that sometimes with actors and actresses when they're confident in in maybe their ability, their looks, whatever it comes through. You can tell she's very confident. Like, oh, yeah. What is Yafit eating? I thought it was a French fry with a little bit of ketchup on it. <laughs> is that what it is? I thought, but I could be totally wrong. I can't tell. That was one soggy ass French fry. <laughs> God, people that eat soggy fries, man. I'm sorry. I just, I can't do it. My fries got to be, there's got to be some crisp to them. Has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of so power in those glasses. Yeah. So what's cool though is the girl who directed this movie, her name is Rachel Talalay, and yeah. she basically started as like just a helper with New Line back in her back in her early years, and she just kept working her way up and up and up and up and up. And I thought that's really cool that she's now directing one. That's kind of like what Saw. They kept it in the family, dude. Yep. You know, like grips started becoming you know higher up in their movies. I think like the guy who directed the Six Saw was like a guy that was there from. To start that would had minor jobs and then got a bigger job and got a bigger job like that is so cool kevin gruder uh, gruder yeah. it's his name yeah that's it and david hackle who directed saw five i mean darren lynn bowsman who did two through four and then came back for spiral yeah i mean they they've really kept it um they kept it like that and i i think that's cool I think that's awesome, man. It's so anti Hollywood to do something like that and say, "Why? Let's just like these movies are doing good. Let's get, let's get, uh, let's get, uh, you know, the next big thing to come direct the next one." Blah blah blah. No, we're gonna. This guy deserves to do this one, or this guy deserves to do this one. He's, he's been here. That's cool. I, I dig that. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, similar to Tommy Lee Wallace getting the gig for Halloween three. You know, he was just a production designer on the first one and. They were like, hey, you know what, Tommy? Why don't you direct it? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was I was watching I was watching um one of like sometimes when I just need to kill some time at work, if it's a slow night, I'll put on some just classic documentaries that I love revisiting. And it was it was one of the Halloween documentaries because I, I just you know, they're relaxing to listen to. It kind of it's kind of annoying now, and I'm guilty. How everybody is just like, dude, John Carpenter is like the greatest ever. He made Halloween. Dude, if, if, first of all, it's like, dude, half of the people in that movie that were with him are equally as responsible, if not more. Tommy was the one who got the effing mask. I mean, think about that. He's the one who figured that out. That's the most iconic damn thing besides the music. Like, that was him. That yeah. was him, for God's sakes. 
you know? Doesn't get the credit for it. And then the old guy, Erwin, if it, like he was the one that came up with the idea for the movie in the first place. It's like, dude, that's really a collaborative thing. But it's John, like John Carpenter. He's the director. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, dude, it's like everybody involved in that movie was so vital. There was there was no like the balance of of balance of like um, what's word I'm looking for. The balance of uh, everybody's involvement is so dead even with everything. Uh, you know, I'm sure yeah. Tommy's doing financially well, though. <laughs> You know. Oh yeah, I mean, literally anybody I think that was associated with that for really the first two Halloween movies probably would never have to work again in their lives. I mean, just with royalties and I know I would. Yeah, I'd so. be like the guy from uh, Paranormal Activity, dude. Uh, Oren Pelly. He's like, they're like, they wanted me to direct the next one. I'm like, no, dude. I just made a bunch of money on this first one. I'm <laughs> good. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the best thing is about that too for Oren Pelly. He probably got so much from that because it's such a small budget. It was such a risk of a movie to make. No one thought it was going to be what it was. So he probably had a nice clause in his contract about the percentage of ticket sales he got. Um, I would assume because usually when it's a bigger budget movie like that, the studio will be like, you ain't getting 25 30 percent of these ticket sales but when it's smaller like that and they don't think it'll do as well they're like sure yeah we'll do that for you and then when it makes over 100 million dollars it's like shit we gotta pay this guy like 30 million dollars he talked about it on there's that beautiful document paranormal activity documentary on uh paramount plus and he talked about it i think they were they paid him they they were gonna they were gonna pay him to remake the movie and he said as an agreement he wanted to have the original movie as a bonus feature on the dvd but then like somebody that loved the actual movie from paramount was like do a test screening please and so they did a test screening and when people were running out of the theaters terrified paramount was like okay we're not going to do it we're not going to re reshoot this movie let's just promote it and, and put it out but i know he said like he made a fortune i mean he made a fortune from it so good for him yeah i actually um you know, I'm sure you do know from watching that documentary that that was his house yeah, <laughs> uh, that they filmed in. And uh, I actually saw the house when I was in California. Um, oh, dude. I, when we were there, one of the days I was like, what other horror movies were shot around this area? And about 25 minutes outside of San Diego was the Paranormal Activity House. So I went there. I mean, a family lived there, so I wasn't going to knock on the door and be like, hey, can I take pictures inside? But I took some pictures of the outside. I mean, you could tell right away. Like, you can... I oh yeah, we pulled up. I was like, "Wow, yeah, this is the Paranormal Activity House. That's crazy." <clears throat> I mean, I next time I go to Southern California, I have to go for like a month. I'm dead serious. There's so many horror movies that I love, or just movies in general, were shot there, and you, right. there's just not enough time to go see all those places. I know my wife was losing her shit because of how many places we did go to. She was like, come on, like, come on. We've been driving around all day. I'm like, just, just one more, just one more. I think the poltergeist house would be pretty high on my, yes, like, yeah. on a C list. I wanted to go. Uh, it, is that, that's in California, right? Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gotta yeah. be. It is. Yeah, It's about a half hour outside of San Diego. Yes. I remember now that was one I wanted to do, but it was on the other side of town. And she was like, no, we're not driving almost an hour round, round trip for one house. And I'm like, come on mind you we had an eight month old at the time and uh he was not happy about being in the car all day dude look at this van 
Oh, dude, it's badass. I uh, do this soundtrack for this movie. I, I just got to say, I literally am obsessed with it. There's this band that's playing right now called, they're called Johnny Law, and they never really did much else after this record. But like, I love the record's fantastic. It's like that breath before grunge kicked in. So like there's those bands that like were trying to transition, but didn't know where to take it. So like the production of the music still sounds very 80s hair, but without hair metal vocals. And they were like one of those bands. I, I love the record. It's good shit. No, this is a, I was going to say, this is a good soundtrack. Normally a, a sign of a good soundtrack for me is if I'm sitting here tapping my foot along with it and stuff. And that's what I was just doing. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here just kind of vibing to it. Like, eh, very period, but uh, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, Carlos is a G. I always liked him. I, I, I one of my ma my magazines I got there called Scream Magazine. It's a a UK based magazine. They did an interview with him, and like, he just is very like I I love the way he talks about movies like this he's like very he real actually hispanic because he doesn't look very hispanic no i think he's italian i think okay. I, could I was gonna wrong, say though. i'm like his name's carlos but he does not look hispanic let me see uh oh that is a sad town fair that is a shitty little town fair ricky dean logan let me see if it says what his ethnicity is. <clears throat> no, nah, it doesn't. He looks Italian to me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Roseanne and Alice Cooper are in this, which is awesome. This is that... Uh, this is that... Oh, here's the festival, and there's no kids. Yes, they, they, what are those people, those old women doing in the background? They're throwing popcorn at them? Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. That's a creepy ass old lady clown. And then you got this fucking old dude just going circles in the bumper car. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Dude, this uh, movie is it? okay. So I know you haven't seen the show, but like, okay, so this scene really, really does actually remind me of Twin Peaks, which is a David Lynch uh, show. And funny thing you mentioned that because when I was listening to the podcast, I listened to the movie review podcast. I listened to their episode of Freddy's dad. I was texting you about it a few weeks ago when I listened to it. They mentioned so many times they were like, this movie is trying so hard to be David Lynch and twin peaks. And it's just not, it's just not at all. There's only one David Lynch, love him or hate him. He, he, his, you got to watch some of his shit to, to understand like he's his own genre of film. There, there is just such thing as a David Lynch film. Like what kind of movie is it? People will literally say, Oh, that, it's a David Lynch film. Oh, okay. He's the most bizarre filmmaker I've ever seen, or one of them. That's Tom Arnold. Yes. Yep. They got divorced like a few years later. I know that, and it was pretty public. I don't. I think they were pretty toxic. <clears throat> There's a lot of directors that are like that. I th not a lot, but there are a handful that you can pick out where it's just like when you describe the movie, it's like I feel like Carpenter's one. I feel like Christopher Nolan is definitely one like Tarantino guys are where you just say their name. Like it's hard to compare them to something else. You're just like, it's a Nolan movie. It's a Tarantino movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, certainly. Yes, certainly 
certainly uh david lynch and john carpenter like that john is so identifiable i think it's the sound more than anything and like steady cam yep. long shots that's he loves john. to linger on stuff like I, that's I, john's I, thing. I, I almost think it's laziness <laughs> in yeah. a sense like dude i don't feel like zooming in i don't feel yeah, like we'll, we'll get to the next scene we'll, we'll, let's just let, let's have this wide shot for like it's 20 just, seconds it's so practical but like it like he he's like let me get the best cinematographer i can to do it and you know it's, it just it looks good it always dean looks Cundy. good dean yeah. Cundy is always the right way to go i like dean he's a funny guy now where did they shoot this movie was this shot in california i don't know probably i'm wondering where the rest of them were shot at i'm, I'm assuming california obviously the first one was yeah part one and part two were both southern california Brecken Meyer, dude, you're killing me. I just want to either chop his ponytail off or be like, dude, put it all in the ponytail. It's dude, obviously wrong with the ponytail if it doesn't look dumb. It looks look, dumb. It's obvious his hair's obviously long enough, but like he just did the, the rat tail in the back. <laughs> you're killing me. I mean, 90s. Son dude. of a bitch. The 90s. Like, people talk about 80s hairstyles all the time. Uh uh. 80s hairstyles, I think, aged better than 90s hairstyles. 90s hairstyles were awful. Well, the bowl cuts for the kids were pretty oh, big in the yeah, 90s. And, and I I would get bowl cuts, okay, and they were awful. I've seen pictures of myself as a child, and it's really bad. Yeah, I had one one once upon a time too. The hell is going on? Oh, this is where like they just they're looped, they're looping yeah. in hell. I was gonna say, I was like, I'm not tripping. <laughs> I'm seeing the same thing over and over again. Oh, here's the, the classic. Give me the map. Yeah. The map says we're fucked. I fucking love this scene. <laughs> how, how people ever traveled with those types of fucking maps man when i was little or i say little when i was younger probably like 2000 up until about 20 i'm honestly probably up until about 2011 we used to go online and there was a thing called map quest and you would print out if there was somewhere you wanted to go you could type in basically where you're at and where you want to go and it starts off with like get on interstate blank heading east and it would yeah. tell you take this exit. So MapQuest was a pretty big thing, and we would literally print out the directions, and it would tell us where. Yeah, to go. I, remember, I remember that too. Yeah, printing just printing it out. Yeah, and and then I remember after a while, maybe a year or so later, GPS started getting really Tom Tom. Yeah, Tom Toms and whatever they started becoming really affordable. They they were around, but I just remember like they weren't cheap. Now like nobody needs one anymore because your phone is a GPS, which is just amazing, you know. Oh yeah. I I know that Bob Shea likes to be in all these movies. I just forgot where he's at in 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 this one. For a second I thought it was him right there as the teacher, but 5 6 grab your curse. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole the whole thing of this one is I can't remember honestly. Like I'm drawing a blank. So all the like the are these like these kids right here they're the very last quote unquote Elm Street kids 
for Freddy to like, so it's like this whole batch of kids he needed to take out or something. And she is his daughter. I know that she's his daughter. Yes. But, uh, but any other like inferences you can make through this, that's solely <laughs> up to you, man. Cause I, I don't know. Freddy one on one. I just I, I I listen to I I'll every now and again I'll go on like YouTube. I don't watch a whole lot of YouTube reviews or anything that much, but every now and again I'll go and be like, let me just see what like I'm just gonna watch like five or six Nightmare Two reviews or five or six of this. And and a lot of times when I hear people complain about Freddy's Dead, they just say it's bad because it's too funny. That's a weird criticism in a sense. I, I think if you say I don't like it because of the way they went, that's one thing. But like to say it's bad because it's funny, that's a weird. I, I just I, I don't I, th I think I think I know what people mean. It's like what they probably mean is I, I don't like this direction whatsoever. But to say it's bad because it's goofy. Well, that's what they were doing. Yeah, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But that doesn't make it objectively bad if it achieved what it was trying to achieve i guess i guess my biggest problem <coughs> and we're you know <coughs> close to a half hour in here i've always felt this way with this movie i just feel like there isn't a consistent style um and i don't know if that's talalay i don't know what it is but i i'm not getting a consistent like visual style or flair or really feel like i know the tone i get the tone Cause that's very overt. It's, it's very jokey. It's very hokey, you know, but style wise, I just don't know if there's really much style here. And yeah. So basically the first one I feel is that quote unquote timeless classic. The second one is obviously the, 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 the moody, eerie homosexual one. The third one is the over the top bombastic special effects extravaganza. The fourth one is the MT people as as Robert calls it the MTV nightmare. The fifth one is the gothic stop motion, uh, Harryhausen that one, and this one it, it comes out at a time where pop culture was changing drastically. Things were movies were changing, music was changing, culture was changing, and this movie came out right in that you know sphere of all of that going on, not to mention this is supposed to be a 3d movie, which I, I think they should have done the whole thing 3d. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't, there is no one or two words to, to describe this movie. Like I can with the rest of them, I guess, I guess the only thing I can say is this, this is Freddie's disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're if you're reaching for like what's like I said, what's the tone, what's the feel? Uh, I mean, it's Freddy's dead, man. Yeah, I I like it though. I I still like it more than like I was I was I was listening to my ranking because I was like, you know what, I forgot how I ranked these, and I have this one higher than Dream Child, and I think I'd still agree. I still really like the kids. I say kids. I still really like Carlos and 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 brecken and all of them I, I i like them i can't help it i think that the they're a good trio 
their camaraderie in the van and stuff is cool. Like they're, they obviously have been with each other for a long time. So they like each other, but they hate each other at the same time. So they have no problem cussing each other out. And I think they're cool. And I really like, uh, we, we, we were talking about her earlier. I forgot her name already. Um, not Talalay. Uh, the counts, the, the, the psych, the psych uh, Lisa Zane, Maggie. Oh, yeah. Duh. Why the fuck did I say Talalay? Yeah. Yeah, and I just, you know, I, I think she's great. I think all the, I think the characters are cool in this one. I always liked everybody, and, Car like, Carlos is has such a personality and style, and I just fucking love, he's my favorite in this movie. I just love the jean jacket, man. I do, too. I love his hair. He's got, like, the Uncle Jesse thing going on. He's suave. He's cool. But he doesn't seem like I'm too good to talk to anybody kind of thing. He's just a guy that has cool style, and... I don't know. I just always liked that. I like guys with style in movies that just like aren't wearing a t-shirt and jeans, but they just look normal. Like the John Doe character in this movie. Like I wish Carlos would almost been the John Doe because he's kind of more the main. Well, I say that Carlos has the best de death scene, which you're about to say, I think this, his death scene is one of my favorites in the entire franchise with the earplug thing. Yep. Oh, this right here. This is mama shoves the tooth, the earplug in his ear. Oh God! Look at that, Jesus, dude. God Almighty! Oh. <clears throat> oh. Oh. Dude, now I I actually uh damaged my eardrum one time probably about four years ago using a q-tip and i i i thought i had some wax built up pretty bad in there because when i started wearing earplugs at work i think i was actually pushing earwax into my canal deeper so i was like having trouble hearing out of one side it felt like it was blocked up so i was taking a q-tip and i was trying to get it out and i actually damaged my eardrum bad where like all of a sudden I started bleeding out of my ear and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I had to go to the doctor and they had to give me some kind of solution and like, do not touch your ear for like, dude, two weeks. Don't touch it because you can infect it and all that stuff. So like, dude, Q-tips freak me out. I try not to ever use them. Now I got this thing that you, it looks like a, it's like a mini, mini Turkey kind of basting thing, right? A baster where you, it's got like a little, it's got the little nose and you put it in some water and you squeeze the ball and it sucks some water up. And I use that where it just flushes water into my ear instead of the Q-tip. So I, I hate Q-tips. I'll never use a Q-tip ever again. Yeah. You want to know a, a nasty story about, um, eardrums like that. My older brother, we went on a family vacation years ago. I was, I was probably like 14 or 15 and um, we were standing at a lake house and we had like a dock and um, he went, uh, we were all swimming off the dock. He wanted to see how deep it was at that point. So he grabbed onto the dock and pushed off to shoot himself down and came back up with both ears bleeding. He partially ruptured both eardrums. Oh God. Yep. Oh, 
it's like a spider thing coming out of his yeah, ear. Yeah, it's fucking gross. I don't like spiders either, so that really... And look at that. I, I think that's pretty cool, though, how every sound is just so fucking loud that it it destroys his hearing. That's cool. <clears throat> and I always wondered, we're about to see it, when Freddy gets the chalkboard and he stretches the chalkboard out, I always wondered how they did that. Oh, here we go. He's about to drop the pin. Mm-hmm. Freddy's such a son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, like, this certainly isn't the best makeup design, I don't think, for the character. I still think 2 is. But I think that this one, I guess, like, fits the movie. It's not... It's, like, less scary, so it's, like, maybe less detailed. Like, it's, it's almost smooth. <laughs> his face, yeah. His face is almost, you know... I say that. I mean, it's actually not so smooth. It's just like, well, I say it's it's less rigidy and 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 clustery the way the old ones were. Are this one is more, uh, almost like glossy looking, you know? Yeah. But I like it still. I yeah, I don't have idea. a. I don't really have a problem with his look in this movie. It would look. It wouldn't feel right if this look of Freddy was like in like part two or something, though. No. Look at this. This is cool. Look how it stretches out. I just love that. That has to be some kind of... Well, I don't know. If, if I could slow it down, I could probably figure out what they did. That's some kind of like fabric that they used. Here we go. Oh, God. Mm. I've been in a theater and a big loud theater. That sound would probably be annoying just on that basis. Mm. Forget having your hearing. Oh, dude, that is disgusting. <laughs> it's <is> pulsating. <laughs> I love this sequence, dude. <clears throat> Head <Ooh>. explosion. <laughs> that's money, man. That's that's one of my favorite kills in the entire entire series. I just love it. I can't remember if there's anything else from this one that I love. Some of them I, I kind of think are just like really like I think like he pulls out a spike bed at one point. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. But no, that is a highlight. That one's definitely a highlight. It's Brecken high as a kite. What is that on the table next to him? Was that like a like a like a stuffed like Oh yeah, that's that's taxidermy right there, brother. What the hell are those things? I don't know. There we go. Just Johnny Depp. You've been watching a court case with him lately? I have. You got any I thoughts have. on that? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know. <laughs> you know. You saw my tweet. Um, yeah, that's right. I've slept since then. I, I think everybody seems to be like, dude, like, obviously, the, the you know, we're going to try to hear as much facts as we can from the case, but... Um, that that Amber Broad, she just looks sadistic the whole time while she's watching him talk at the stand and stuff. And somebody she's, was saying that she's like wearing his outfit every yeah. next day or something. Mm -hmm. She's which yeah, narcissistic. She is. I, I I cannot stand her. She's clearly she clearly gets off on on treating people a certain way. And I just feel some type of way because Johnny Depp. He was just so big when I was a kid. I mean, I loved Johnny Depp, and he was in. It seemed de seemed damn near every other movie had Johnny Depp in it, and you know the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's one of my favorite series. Um, 
and uh you know to see the way he was treated for false you know largely false accusations and and lose all these jobs and stuff and you know now it's starting to come out like oh maybe he was being honest and maybe a lot of this was fabricated and maybe she was actually the abuser it's just really shitty that we couldn't take a beat and um i i guess assess the situation first before everyone canceled johnny depp because uh i just feel really bad for the guy you know i like him a lot and he, it killed me yesterday because he was asked during the case you know regardless of what happens you'll never play jack sparrow again will you and he said no and it's because he does not want to work with disney ever again because they cut ties with him like that and assumed he was guilty and I can't say I blame the guy, but it just sucks because I love him in those movies. And I'll, I don't, I'll never see a Pirates of the Caribbean movie without him. There's no point. That's cancel culture for you. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, it's, I'm on the record as saying, you know, trust but verify. Um, you want to take when anybody brings something to light that is very serious like that, you want to take their word and, 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 do your due diligence with it and say, okay, I respect what you're saying. And like, if this is true, this is messed up, but verify, always verify. Don't just assume. And, uh, of course now we're starting to see, oh, wow. Maybe if they had dug a little bit deeper, they would have realized a lot of this was bullshit, but what's done is done, I guess. Is it a civil case or is it a criminal it's a, case? It's a civil case. He's suing her for, basically defamation for sullying his name and for him losing jobs and his public image and everything because of the false accusations she's made about him. Okay. That makes sense. And if he wins, um, there he is. <laughs> There's a Johnny Depp. This is your, this is your life without Amber Heard. This is your life with Amber Heard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get him, Fred. But, uh, yeah. If he wins, uh, she has to pay him $50 million. Jesus Christ. She ain't got that kind of money, does she? I mean, she's an actress, but I don't know. She, <laughs> she doesn't have, no, she doesn't have that kind of money. But that, that essentially just means, though, that she'll have to pay him in some form or fashion for the rest of her life. Do they uh, not do do they not do a lie detector test for any of this kind of stuff or is well, that not admissible? It's not admissible. Um uh, but it doesn't really matter. I mean they've they've been playing audio clips and showing pictures and stuff of the the clip that just gets under my skin and and will always piss me off is the audio clip of her and him arguing and she's mocking him and she says she admits that she hit him in the face. Right. And, and I heard that said, today, actually. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell the world. Tell them that you're a victim of domestic violence and, and see who believes you. And I was I just when I hear that every time, I just want to. Oh, there are things that I would do. And they record yourself, good. fellas. Record everything. <laughs> it's just so messed up because it's such a double standard. Like guys can be victims of that, too. And, um, you know. In this case, clearly he was, and he has her on tape, her mocking him and being like, no one's going to believe you. It's oh, like, man, they don't have to because uh, I just got you admitting to it. So, OK, so, uh, you know, I'm going to actually try to notice some other stuff about this scene. So obviously, I'm not worried about the game scene because I've watched it a bunch. So there's a teddy bear behind Freddy's boots. Yep. 
And is, is that a like a? Blade? Is that a? I almost thought it was a saw blade on a record player. Almost, but I don't think it's a record player. But that's certainly a saw blade and tools. So we're like in Freddy's shed. Yeah, like where he shed where he makes his his saw claws. Is... Now I will say, yeah, this is pretty dumb. <laughs> this it is, is. This it's is pretty dumb. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like okay, all right. There's Goofy, and then there's Super Spencer Goofy. At least, at least we we go back to uh, Lisa Zane right after that. Yeah, nice, nice leaves in her hair. You know, doesn't he kind of? Doesn't that guy kind of look like Johnny Depp every now and then? What John Doe? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you, especially you know at that Johnny time. Depp. Yeah, yeah, at that at that time. Yeah, but again, yeah. I I always thought that was Sean from Boy Meets World, dude. One thing that just takes me out of this movie sometimes, and this is such a nitpick, but it's just like sometimes it's like you could some of the lighting looks so artificial. It's like, oh, my God, those are clearly set lights. And it's just annoying because it's like, I don't know, certain movies do like the night lighting very well. And then some of them just don't. And this is one that I feel like just doesn't. But whatever. It's not <laughs> it's not a deal breaker. <laughs> Just can't get over a video or this when he starts going through the room. Oh, I, I kind of like that. It's insane. What kind of walk was that? Look at the fucking bouncing. It's power walking. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I do like this set that they've constructed, though. This house set. Freddie, you're not wearing a power glove. So, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> That's an Atari control. <laughs> it's like, how are these people like, like the cast, like in the movie? It's like they're trying to be. <laughs> I just, I fucking love it, but it's just, dude, it's, it is, it really is all over the place. Yeah, it's corny, but knock me out. I would have knocked the shit out of me. Oh my he said god. Smacked her in the face, though. Yeah, she got him. <laughs> yeah, she said, you son of a bitch. You know, the thing about doing that, though, I any any movie that does that where someone's like, you got to knock me out, like, knock me out, I need to be unconscious, it's like, it doesn't always work. What if you just get hit in the fucking face and it hurts really bad and you didn't get knocked out? Yeah, but it's, it's funny because there's, there's actually a Chevy Chase movie called Funny Farm where that, that happens. A guy gets a fishing hook stuck in his caught like on the skin of his throat and he wouldn't let nobody around him like try to pull it out for him and chevy's like we gotta knock him out it's the only way we can get the hooks out so he starts just beating the piss out of the guy and he doesn't knock him out he just can just slam bam 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 and he just won't get knocked out he's like the guy's like you're not knocking him out you're just beating the piss out of him yeah. <laughs> which i'm always like dude that's like to knock somebody out, you gotta knock the fuck out of them with in their most vulnerable state where they're yep. like not, you know, I don't know. Not to mention the potential brain damage you can cause from that. So kids listening, don't uh, I do not ever advocate for that. Yeah. Just take Benadryl. You know, my mom used to tell us that when we were kids and, you know, say you'd have school the next day. It's like, I'm not tired yet. Well, I'll take a Benadryl. Should you really be advocating for your children to do that? 
I mean, it is. It's an antihistamine, but it does. It does fucking make you tired, dude. I'll tell you that. There have been times where I I, I started taking melatonin instead. It was when I found out there was actual medicine made for for actually make making you tired and relaxing you. I was like, okay, cool. But before that, if I ever wanted to try to like get to bed early because I know I need to wake up, I would take a Benadryl. And they do. They knocked me out. Just knocked me out. Oh, yeah. I love that from Freddie. That oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing, and, and I'm not going to hold it against this movie, because it's even like this in four and five, and even three to a certain extent. I just like how in two, nobody can fucking mess with Freddie at all. Like people are so terrified of him. It's like nobody's jump, and I, 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 okay, I get it. And Nancy like comes to her senses in one. She's like, "I'm gonna fight him." And she's fucking but, Rambo. But like, I just love in like that's why two is my favorite, dude. People are fucking terrified of Freddy. The sight of him makes people that's, fucking drop. That's and always it, been the problem with this franchise. When this franchise gets bad and doesn't work is when that happens when the movies get to a point where people can go toe-to-toe with freddie and can talk shit to him it's like i always think about a microcosm of that is freddie versus jason with fucking kelly Rowland. i mean that entire sequence is like you are just shitting on the character of freddie krueger right there and i just don't like it i don't like it at all like this dream demon that can literally do whatever he wants to you in the dream world. All of a sudden is just some punk ass bitch that you're just going to make fun of. I just, I, I, I hate that so much. And it's, it's the same on the same token. It's, it's uh Buster rhymes in Halloween resurrection, how he talks to Michael Myers and treats Michael Myers. It's like, dude, you, you don't do that to these types of characters. That's just, <laughs> You know, my ju- my justification for this movie, though, is that Freddy is just simply he doesn't have as much power as he needs to because he's he sucked up all the energy from all the other Elm Street kids. So there's only a few left. So he's just not that strong. That's that was my justification when I when I really started like watching these movies in order and trying to make everything make sense in my head because I used to be dumb like that. Like I had to make I had to have explanations for everything. Rather than just saying it's a fucking movie. But I used to say, Freddy's just not as strong. He doesn't have as much scare power in this one. Because he's weak. He needs more scare power. You know. It's Monsters, Inc. They go around this. Exactly. Exactly. It's like Monsters, Inc. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. Same. So does my kids. So I watch that probably once a week. Okay. This sequence right here. Oh shit! He flew out the van. Can you imagine me driving the van? Some bitch just just shoots out the roof. I mean, oh, just shoots shit. out the fucking roof. Okay, this is cool. Isn't Freddy in the hot air balloon, like above him, spinning? There he is. Yep. Dude, what the fuck? Is he doing that? <laughs> dude, can you imagine though? Right, if you imagine if you were skydiving or something, dude. And fucking Freddy was up in the sky, like falling with you. Like you're fucked. Like what yeah, are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? The thing is, too, I, I I'll never skydive. I couldn't do it anyway, just because I'm not putting my life in a parachute's hands. Sorry, Dude, I'm not. I'm not doing that, it. That 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 idea is terrifying. I'm sure it's the coolest rush yeah. in the world, but, but it's dude, just that is terrifying. It's un- it, yes, people literally die from it. 
every year. Now, I'm not saying it's like an epidemic where 100,000 people. No, but it happens every year. And it's just like, I don't want to be another statistic. I'm sorry. I'm just not taking the chance. You know, my brother had to start doing that. He did it a bunch when he got in the army. I mean, he was telling me, he was like, dude, we, I had to jump out of a plane. I had to jump out of a plane yeah, and, and literally learn how to land properly. He was teaching me the technique is like, once you start going down and moving forward, you're supposed to kind of lean back and put your legs out in front of you and bend your knees a little bit and kind of start landing on the heel of your foot almost like the Flintstones if they like were wanting to like stop their, you know, their rock mobile, you know, Fred does like, he kind of had to do that. He says, but people were breaking their legs because they didn't land right. And like the impact would just like shatter their ankle bone. You know, it never happened to him, but he saw, he said he saw dudes just like completely shatter their legs because they didn't land properly. Oh yeah. Now I don't like the makeup there. It does not look good in that lighting. But no, um, what was I gonna say? What what lighting are you talking about right here? Look at his cheek; he's got like one wet spot. Yeah, it's just weird looking. I, I don't know. It looks like it's from an Italian movie, <laughs> like like the makeup effects and like Italian stuff is a little like just like bad or, or worse and grittier. They almost look like the Italian Freddy to me. Yeah. Now, see, what I would want to do is I wouldn't actually do this, but I think it'd be quite a rush. I'm not just jumping out of a plane to fucking parachute out. I'm doing what they did in Transformers 3 where they got those fucking like wingsuits, like Batman type shit. Where they just jump out and they can fly, yeah. glide across the sky. That that stuff looks so cool. And, and it's real. That's real. That stuff is real. And that would be about as close you'd get as the, you could to the feeling of flying. Damn, you remember when Batman does that? And hit the fucking bridge. <laughs> oh man. Dude, it's like I, I, I really haven't watched this movie and and just really psychoanalyzed. And not psychoanalyzed, but just like really thought about like what like you were saying, like the tone of this movie. It really is interesting to me. Yeah, because there <laughs> isn't just, a solid one. So you're just like fucking bizarre. Yeah, but that's I think that's why I like it too, though. It's just like what like it's like literally it's like if my mood changed a few times in 20 minutes. Like this movie's just... bipolar. This movie is bipolar. <laughs> Oh, we're serious. We're spooky. Oh, now the another psychiatrist is like, dude, crazy shit's happening right now. But she's starting to sound wacky, so you're done. You're fired. Yeah. A common trope, though, that we get in most of the nightmare movies, which, I mean, it makes sense. It's the same thing as the child's play movies. Like, you're trying to convince somebody that this shit's happening, and people are like, what? Which Yaffa some... just looks like he don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's just yeah. sitting, look at look at the way he's sitting back and just chilling. <laughs> he don't give a shit. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't either. Like you fucking crazy ass kids. He's like, did the check clear? <clears throat> I always thought she was cute too. Oh, dude, she is. Her name is um. Dude, did you ever watch Never Sleep Again? The documentary. 
Oh my god, you I haven't seen it in years, man. Leslie Dean is her name. She was dude, she was in a movie called 976 Evil that Robert directed too. Yeah, yeah. And uh that's a great movie and she's a star in that. But dude, in 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 the documentary when Le, when uh, Leslie Dean is talking, she's dressed up in like this weird bloody outfit and she has like this girl like hanging on her lap like a like a baby. And like it's not addressed like what the fuck you're saying or what's going on and it's just it's really weird i and i'm always just like what what the fuck is this all about they never address it so i i always thought like this this i need to watch that again i also need to watch crystal lake memories again i haven't watched those in so long i remember when those came out man it was fucking pandemonium oh yeah they were it was insane i mean a lot of people just throughout the horror community people ate that shit up that's one thing we're missing with Halloween, man. Where's the big Halloween franchise one? We haven't had we have yet to have one. The last one we had was 25 years of terror. And even then, that one's only like an hour and 20 minutes. And I don't know. I I want a big one. Like Yeah, I would too. Um I I don't know why they haven't. They need to before people start passing away. Don't worry, Christian. You know they're just waiting until they put out the new box set once Halloween Ends comes out. Do you really think that they're going to do that? I know that Blumhouse is going to do a box set of their three. I can, I know that Jason Blum has pretty much all but said that. Um, I don't, I don't know if Screen Factory would, but I would have to imagine it'd be lucrative for them. I mean, you know, you'll sell it. That shit'll sell out. But yeah, I wonder about that. I, so I figure so I would figured... Nightmare. We still don't have fucking Nightmare, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a day once that when that nightmare one gets announced, I will be pre-ordering it as soon as you can. I wonder I wonder um I wonder if we're going to get announcements if Halloween 6 and 7 or 8 are going to come out this year on 4K. I think it's just going to be the three. I don't think they're going to be able to do Rob's movies. That's just me. I would love to be wrong. I would so love to be wrong. I think they're going to do six, seven, and eight, though. But I wonder if it's going to happen this year. I do think six, seven, and eight will get the 4K treatment from Scream Factory. Um, I tend to have to agree with you about Rob's movies for whatever reason, just because... I feel like those movies are more directly tangled up in the Weinstein company's bullshit. Um, simply just because six, seven and eight were dimension and Miramax, but they were not also exclusively the Weinstein company, but Rob's two movies were, I mean, you look on the case, the back of the case for those two movies and you'll see the Weinstein company logo. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're caught up in all that mess. I mean, it's a shame, though, dude. I'm telling you, Rob's Halloween 2 would look so good in 4K. It would. Now, what do you think? What are your thoughts on this backstory? Do you feel like this is unnecessary? Do you like it? I think if we're going to tell Freddy's backstory, it needs to be fucked up. Because he's a nasty son of a bitch. And I, I didn't... I actually like like the way you can tell Freddy's like a, just a mean son of a bitch here. Obviously, this goes back to the schizophrenia of this movie. So that shot, like Robert's giving it hell. Like those facial yeah. expressions, like he's great. 
Um, I would not be against an actual movie of the life of Freddy Krueger, but the problem is, it's in it, it's need it's going to be very offensive, and it needs oh, to be yeah. it needs to be extremely offensive because that dude he is a molestering child killer. That's one great thing that I've heard people talk about recently in the years since it's been we've had a night that we've had a nightmare movie. People have said, I think that. Warner Brothers and New Line are coming to a realization that as the times go on, especially in the era we live in today, it's really hard to sell this character because of his past. I mean, because of who he really is at his core. It's like if if you got to put it out there like, yeah, he probably touched kids and killed them. People don't want to buy action figures of that. And yeah, yeah, they they certainly did back then. I know they did. But now in the times we're in, it's like you look at it and you're like, yeah, you're probably right. That does make sense. Why it'd be kind of hard to market that easy Um, fix to that. Easy fix. What's that? Make them innocent. Oh, don't even get me started. I mean, I did my nightmare 2010 video the other day, revisiting that movie. And that's the biggest I mean, it, it is the most ballsy thing they could have done. And to drop that pissed me off so bad in the theater. The first time I was seeing it, I was like, you're kidding me. You guys had potentially gold right here and you just shit on it. And we're like, nah, we're not going to do that. It maybe it's maybe it's for the best, though, because if they end up doing that, which I don't maybe they won't do that anyway. But if they do, then it may be better for it to happen now. Than Wouldn't it be such a great that. way to reboot this series? Because then you could make, you can make new more sequels to it as well. But this version of Freddie, Oh, well, why is he a killer now? Cause he's, t- he's vengeful that he was wrongfully his murdered. Vengeance. Yeah. He's vengeance. He is Batman. And like, it makes total sense. You can make a franchise based around that of Freddie's like, you all wronged me and killed me. So he goes after the kids of everyone that killed him or whatever it may be. And he, I love that idea. I love that idea. Now, the only other thing I would say to that though, the whole thing of like, maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is a problem. Well, you know, this is why I love Quentin Tarantino when he's on Joe Rogan and he's like, dude, how do you get a, get away with like saying the shit in movies? How come they haven't canceled you? And Quentin says, who the fuck is they? And I'm not afraid of whoever they is. You don't like it fucking tough. So my my Quentin Tarantino answer to what you're what you're saying could be a problem with this is get the fuck over it. It's a movie. Yeah, it's not for you. It's not. So that's my real answer. But I I, I do like the idea of him being innocent as well. So I'm just saying that could work is that could work. Okay, this is fucked. Remember, this is like, okay, so she's obviously her dad touched her as a kid in this movie again which goes back to the uh kind of the roots of the series in a sense with the molestation and just creepy shit but this guy is fucking nasty dude oh yeah he is oh come on just knock his fucking ass out <laughs> Oh, she's beating the shit out of him. He looks like a big-ass Super Mario. 
Oh. You know, the thing I, as much as I don't like when people try to go toe to toe with Freddie, I like it at the same time in a way. Cause in the way that he fucks with them and he's like, oh no, you're beating me up. It's like, yeah. it, it always makes me laugh because you know he can actually do whatever he wants to him. So it's just so funny when he makes them think that they've won. Like, it's a really good, I don't know. That's all Robert, though, the way he sells that. It's a damn smile. Wakey, so she's waking herself up. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, man, every time I watch any Elm Street movie, I can't help but compare every Freddy to part twos. And I just say to myself, like that Freddy is so scary. Literally nobody wants anything to do with him. No. Yeah. I just, isn't it funny how that movie's having a renaissance now? So many people are coming around to that movie and I've always liked that movie. I mean, well, people are stupid. Yeah. I mean, I remember when my mom had told me, I've told you about this many times, but she saw the first three in theaters and she was of the mind like a lot of people were. First one's great. Third one's great. Skip the second one. Like, your, mom, your mom's was never mind. Yeah, no, 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 she's just stupid. <laughs> and it's like, what? Why? Because it doesn't have Heather Langenkamp in it? Because it was something totally different? Is, is that why it's bad? Like, dude, that, that Freddy is just. Oh my God! He's the devil. He is. I would put that Freddy That's literally up look. against any slasher. Yeah, it's the best just... look of Freddy too. Like, imagine if that Freddy walked into the room with this Freddy. I feel like this Freddy would be like, "Oh my God, I'm out." This Freddy would be doing cartwheels and trying to make jokes. Oh, uh, let me see what kind of pin. I would like to see what kind of pinball machine they have in there. I just saw a pinball machine and and uh, couldn't see what it was. He's beating the piss out of him. Oh, yeah. Getting <laughs> another guy that's going to think he got the best of him. Now, when I binge the series, though, I always enjoy this film in its context. I like the rainbow of Nightmare, the way it's darker and gets lighter. And that's one reason, in my opinion, why I think Friday the 13th is still one of the biggest, if not the biggest franchise in the world, is because for eight movies, they never fucked with the tone of Jason. They never, ever, ever did. He's always lethal. Yeah, not till we got to goes to hell. Despite, but, and I still think even goes to hell, like... It, it, I I do think Marcus did a pretty good job in terms of like the threat of Jason, despite the fact that it's this randos being turned into him. Like that, they're they're still lethal, and that's the only thing. Even though to me, Freddy's my favorite, and I love these movies. That's why I think that's part of the reason why. Because I'll hear people, I'll even dude, this is so weird. I'll even see Nightmare fans say so that they love Elm Street. Dude, I'm a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Dude, I, I like the first three. Fuck the rest, but I love that. Like, wait, what? Like, what? 
I thought you said you're a fan. You only like three of them, but like I'll hear that. But you never really hear mo- a lot of people say, oh, dude, I love Friday the 13th. I like, you know, two of them, but fuck the rest. No, it's usually like most people love all eight films. Like they, they love all eight Paramount tapes. So um, I think that's something is the fact that Jason was never tampered with in term of his threat and his they, they just they kept that pretty streamlined. And I think that's uh, something that the fans love about it. Including hey, myself, quite frankly. Can you can you see me? Am I moving? Uh, hold on. There yeah, we go. Gotcha. You were froze. Your your video was frozen there for a minute. Okay. I'm like, you're talking. You can hear me. That's all I give a shit about. If you can hear me, that's all I give a fuck about. Yeah. No. 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 So um, I think we talked about this before, but I just want to talk about it again. So what the fuck does Jamie Lee Curtis mean by Halloween ends is going to piss? Did she say piss Halloween fans off or just piss people off in general? I think she just said piss people off. I don't think that she singled out Halloween fans. And then Nick Castle, I saw Bloody Disgusting posted today. That uh, like an article, a quote from Nick Castle saying it's going to have a very surprising twist or a very surprising conclusion. And I think that that's what Jamie Lee is referencing. There's going to be a revelation in this movie that people are going to love or they're going to hate. Revelation or you just think it's going to be a shitty ending? No, I I think it's going to be a revelation because like when Nick Castle says there's a very surprising twist, I'm like... What is this twist? Like I, what is this? You know what though? The last, turn? the last, I, in the last, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not inclined to disbelieve it, but the last movie people were telling you, dude, it's like Luke, I'm your father shit in this movie. Oh God. Don't even get me fucking started, but I, I will, I still I can't get over it though. Christian, I will say nobody on the team for the movie claimed that. So to hear them this time around saying, and they're being vague about it. I'll give them credit. They're saying there's going to be something about this movie. I mean, this is multiple people now that are saying this, there's going to be something about this movie. That's really going to ruffle some feathers and it's either going to be, you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. Um, what that is. I don't know. I, it's going to be something to do with the conclusion. It's either going to be Michael's motivation uh, the outcome of the movie, maybe Jamie Lee dies and Michael wins. Maybe cause I could see people being pissed off by that. I could see people being pissed off by Jamie Lee winning and Michael dying. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be, but yeah, that's fine. Dude. It needs to ruffle feathers. Cause it's always more fun when people are. And, uh, Ryan off. Turek, <clears throat> one of the producers, at Blumhouse, Ryan Turek a couple weeks ago took to Instagram. He responded to a comment because someone, it was like when they wrapped filming, someone commented on it about all oh, the COVID and politics being in the movie. And he replied to the comment. And he was like, I don't know why that ever became a thing. That's not a part of our story. So, yeah. I just really quick. So, can you at least appreciate D- Jason Goes to Hell has demon slugs? Freddy, Freddy's Dead has demon sperm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I like the demon sperm. Yeah. And Freddy's dead also has Lisa Zane right here looking very nice. I'm looking at those yeah, those yoga pants. Uh, dude, she too. is dude, she she is a like I I always I, I'm a I'm a man, so of course I love a beautiful woman, but like this is the first time I'm really watching this movie and just like because I feel like I when I say I could get her, I only mean this in the sense that like I'm I'm her age now. Like when I first watched this movie, she was like 13, 14 years older than me. So I just saw her as like an older sister type. Like I'm looking, I'm like, I would date the hell out of Lee of yeah. her in this movie. Lisa yeah. saying she is beautiful. Yep. You know? She really is. She's a real deal. I mean, that's how I felt about I think that's why I had a kinship toward Scout Taylor Compton and Rob's Halloween movies, because I was a teenager when oh, she came out. is. You know, I knew I would she wasn't much everything. older than me. Yeah. Oh yeah, God, I, she is I, so hot now too. Oh my goodness. And guys, we're not trying to objectify women or anything like that. That is not who we are. You guys know us, but we got to be honest. We are horror nerds that have watched some of these actors and actresses as we've grown up. And Scout Taylor Compton has blossomed. I, I always thought she was cute. Now she's like drop dead gorgeous. Like oh Jesus, dude. oh my she God, me. Love her I, voice too. She's- listening to her is very nice oh shit here's a uh, alice mm. we gotta appreciate the king this I mean, this is like some hellraiser shit look at this he's cutting his stomach i forgot about this yeah here's freddy's dead here's alice fucking yeah. love <laughs> alice Cooper, dude. he's the king Come on, Alice, swing that damn thing. Yeah, it doesn't look like that hurts very bad. My mom spanked harder than that. Did you get spanked? Alice was taking over the world. Oh, my mom beat the piss out of me with a belt. She whipped my fucking ass. Yeah. My dad used to do the thing where he would go, he would take the belt and go, yep, pop it. And you hear that, that, uh, oh, you knew. I always deserved it, though. My parents corrected me. My mom, they she didn't me abuse like, me. Yeah, it was. This is how. This is this is corporal punishment. We're gonna. What what right. it was? What it was was what, what Newton's law for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. That's yeah. what it was as a kid. Dude. There was one time I got caught by my stepdad. My I there's knew, a demon sperm. The demon. The demon, demon sperm, sperm talking to Freddy. <laughs> okay, dude, I love seeing Robert as Robert in the Freddy outfit. Yeah, that just yeah. makes sense to me. I want that movie. I want that movie. I still want the one I that just, Elijah I, I Wood is love... wanting to do. You know, Elijah Wood came what out. Did he, and said, do? he said, "Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, guys, but I'm pretty sure he wanted to do like a prequel story for Freddy, and he was on board. It might not have been that, but he did say, "I want to do the next one. I want my production company like he wanted the rights years ago, and it never happened." And then Mike Flanagan too. Mike Flanagan was openly like and i think mike flanagan would be great because he works really well in movies about supernatural like that's his forte and to really lean into the dream world and the dream demon that freddie is i yeah, i think that'd be really cool look how creepy robert is oh yeah like, he, he he's good i don't want him to be my dad he's just yeah he's creepy i have an idea for a dude what if i got my cake and ate it too so what if we did a change things up for the series 
and I could have Robert do a movie, but I could also have a neck, a new guy take over the character of dead Freddy. What if we did a movie where Freddy didn't die right away? Let's say he actually went to prison, but he still was like this horrible human being and Robert got on parole or Freddy gets, and it's actually Robert England playing the character. He is Freddy and he gets paroled from jail and he commits again. And then the, by the end of the movie, he gets killed because vigilantes again go after him. This time they kill him. I love how they're, they're trying to make Freddy look like uh, Dracula. Well, not yet because that movie hadn't come out yet, but you can see the boobs coming out of the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit, dude, that special effects shit. But if we, what if, anyway, what if we had a movie where, where Robert played Freddy as an old man and Freddy gets out of parole and. He think he makes everybody at the parole board think he's an old man and he's fine now, and he could play himself as his age. And then he goes and fucks around with kids again, kills a kid or whatever, and then he gets killed. But then the next movie, it's the actual dead Fred. Now this would be like a Batman Begins type thing that probably nobody wants, but I would wouldn't mind it. But it would be changing the story big time. It's like Freddy didn't get away with it; he went to prison, but he got out and he did the shit again. <laughs> Oh, I'd watch that. I think I'd be more inclined to watch something like that, to be honest with you, rather than just a straight up remake again. Because I feel like we're, it's been long enough from 2010's movie to where the likelihood is it's one of two things. When this comes back, it's either a requel with Heather Langenkamp back or it's a remake. And I'm, quite frankly, I'd rather have something totally different. Like, if you're asking me right now, yeah. Who fucking knows, dude? I just... Yeah. Who fucking knows? I hesitate to guess at this point. I mean, Robert's 74 at this point. You know, if you're going to do a requel, and I know you'd want to bring him and Heather back, I'm sure Heather would do it. I don't see her act much anymore, so I'm sure she'd take the gig. I Would Robert do it if Heather came back? Probably, but... Robert, yeah, and Robert is a healthy seventy-four-year-old dude. Yeah, like I watch him do stuff. He like he's he's in his seventies. There's no denying it. But like he, so is Alice Cooper. I mean, and Alice Cooper is like, dude, he fucking moves like a thirty-year-old. So granted, like his lifestyle has always been a rock and roll musician. So he just he has to stay. Yeah, not and stuff. And not like everybody ages body, like Ozzy Osbourne. You know? Not not everybody ages yeah. like that. And you know. Ozzy, I mean, Stallone's still a motherfucker, and he's seventy-four yeah. too. But he's he's a he's nuts. Same thing with Schwarzenegger. And I did Mick Jagger, dude. Mick Jagger is seventy-eight years old. He still dances like a twenty-year-old. I mean, yeah. I watch him on. I'm a I'm I'm a huge Stones fan, and I'll watch him. He just never stopped. That's all his body knows. So it's like, you know, it's like Keith Richards is still alive too. I right? think it's easier to stay. Of course, yeah, he's, he's looking. Him and he is old. He's the same age. He's sixty-eight or seventy-eight, whatever. Too, but dude, he still fucking plays guitar like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the you know. Like, he just that those guys never stopped. So like, it's like that's what their body knows how to do. You know, they so I defy, think it's like one of those things. It's like they defy everything yeah, they, you they hear keep, about. Hey, don't. You know, don't drink and don't smoke and don't do things like these motherfuckers been doing that for 50 years and they're still kicking like. Yeah, I mean, they they certainly have, you know, insane, especially Mick. Mick is like he has he actually he's like yoga, does all this shit. But like, I mean, dude, their bodies have only known. 
that lifestyle moving going rocking moving moving staying in shape so and it's there's like, something I think to that, say yeah there's something to say I think, about yeah, I was being a musician to... you're you're all you're active man you're yeah i was listening to david lee roth one time on joe rogan which listening to david lee roth is like listening to a true madman because his answers for things are so bizarre and he speaks in metaphors because he's just weird but he still looks great for his age and joe was like you know you're almost 70 now and you still look fantastic how do you do it and he says if you stay in shape as you grow old you can fool them and i was like well that makes sense to me you know to to try to to try to get in shape after you get old and your muscles have depleted and your uh, and your your body is basically dying after a certain age yeah it must be too hard but if you if you maintain and you stay in good shape I think your muscles and stuff would just be able to handle better as you grow older. It's like aging gracefully is like the science people are figuring out how the human body works and how to better it. So it's like, uh, I think Robert is all things considered looks and sounds great for his age. So I think he could certainly do another movie, but does he fucking want to go through all that shit again? You know, the last time he said he would do it was like, yeah, I'd probably do one more. Was was that like six or seven years ago? <laughs> so yeah, it's but, like, I mean, that's I, fucking six years ago. Yeah, but I feel like he still does probably feel that way. I do feel like he obviously he knows he owns this character and he knows that especially with all the time off since the last time he was on screen as Freddie, he knows just as well as anybody how big of a deal it would be and how successful it would be. And I, I could see him and he probably also knows that it would be his last one. And maybe he'd want to go out with a bang. So I, I could, totally if they just did one more dude, if they just did one movie, if new line said, we're legitimately going to give you guys, God, she is looking good in this outfit. I'm sorry. I know. I just, I can't help myself. She is smoking dude. But if they legitimately just did one more movie, I'd, I'd want Robert back. But I'd yeah, want part two, Robert. You would have to sell it to me. Want... Yeah, you would have to sell it to me and to everybody else's that way. Hey, this is the this is the we're gonna do one more with Robert. That doesn't mean Nightmare is dead forever. It'll eventually get rebooted again. But we're gonna make this. This isn't trying to set up a new trilogy. This is we're doing this one to send Robert out. Like I'd be down. But yes, I'm glad I wasn't oh, the only one thinking that. I'm sitting here watching this going like, man, she looks good. Does she, I mean, she, she really does. If you guys are watching along with she, us, I hope you're appreciating that. Yeah. I just think the whole movie should have been in 3d. Uh, like the fact that they actually take the movie glasses and like, she puts on 3d glasses in the movie to let the viewer know, Hey, put your fucking glasses on is one of the most absurd things, but it's so absurd I can't hate on it. It's just, dude, that fucking happened. <laughs> she legitimately takes 3D glasses and puts them on so the viewer knows yeah. to put them on. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this movie was not filmed in 3D. It was post-converted, right? Certain scenes were post-converted into 3D. I don't fucking, probably, maybe, I don't know. Look at Yafit ripping that door. Rip the fucking <laughs> this door movie's off, Kincaid. Man. Holy shit. Like throwing. Okay. This. <laughs> what the fuck was. It's just. Okay. The Freddy demon sperm. The, Dude, sperm. the demon sperm are way. We're, I'm going to post a picture of this on Instagram. Like why does nobody talk about the demon sperm from Freddy's dead? But everybody's like Jason demon slugs, bro. Oh, those are glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you believe this shit? They did that. They did it. 
Here we go. Here we go. She's oh, about to God. say it. She's about to say it. I'm sorry, but yeah, that okay. we have got to appreciate. We've got to appreciate this title sequence, just set, like for like basically giving you like the thank you over the years, memory stuff. I love this sequence where they just show clips from all the movies. That is cool, and that's a Iggy Pop song playing at the end credits too. So I yeah. mean, Iggy Pop's one of my favorites of all time too. Pioneer. It's crazy too because. From what I remember, New Line fully intended on this being the last Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, yeah, they were totally okay with yeah, Robert send off. They they were they were going to end it and move on, and then when this movie just still made a good bit of money, and uh, you know, I th- I'm sure that they saw once they saw Jason do pretty good. Well, you know, it's one of those things. Jason goes to hell did good. That was New Line, and then. The it was really when Freddy Jason Stan, went. Yeah, was Jason. Yeah, Jason went to New Line, and it was like, "Oh shit!" Well, hold on now. And then I'm sure Robert too was like, "Oh shit!" What what got Robert? Back? And I, I think yeah, Craven for sure. As soon as Craven said he wanted to come back, Robert was like, "Yeah, count me the fuck in." Yeah. I like New Nightmare, too. man. I I I I love I I love the. Dude, that that bike scene in five is yeah. fucking awesome. I, I really hope people can see it uncut because it really is painful to watch. But um, I mean, I like New Nightmare a lot, man. I really do. Um, I did. I wish it would have been a little bit more successful, but I, I just I think they jumped the gun a little bit. It's crazy There's too because it was crazy. Oh god, piss and fire, baby Freddy. You saw baby yeah. Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, look at all these fucking... Look at this franchise right here, dude. Look at all these amazing shots from this franchise. What else has it to this? Like, nothing. Not to this level. I mean, this movie was so... just. But isn't it crazy, though, Christian? Like, looking at that and and saying that, and you're not wrong, but isn't it crazy how, especially with modern technology, too, how we can really explore the fucking dream world if they make a new movie? Like, Uh, how we could really do some crazy shit. Yeah. This I, I don't even think that they've tapped. I don't think New Line ever even truly, literally. There's no, there is no equation for what you can and can't do. Literally, anything is on the table. So, I mean, dude, it's it really is limitless. The stuff that you could do and uh, and the places you could go in a in a dream world where there's literally no rules, dude. It's insane. I, I, you know, but what made these movies work so well was just the the literal best practical effects teams in the world working on these movies. I mean, they, it was just oh, look at that, rest in peace, rest in peace, damn it, god damn it. Well, guys, that was Freddy's Dead. Uh, we hope you guys watched along with us. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna have some, you know, we'll we'll have a little wrap up here. But the movie just ended. If you guys watched along, you just saw. Freddy's obituary. Um, it's yeah, painful man. to see, man. Well, he was Freddy only never really Freddy. does die. I just it won't have you know watching this movie. I just watching this movie. I just realized, like, I just this literally is my favorite favorite franchise in the world. I just love Freddy. It's just my favorite character ever. Can't help it. I just love it. Hey, there's. There's and no I shame. love this song right here too. 
I love this. This whole soundtrack is so good. Oh yeah. I I the the vinyl I have of it didn't even come out in America. So it's from it's from the UK. But it's everything. Junk Monkeys is the name of this song. The name of the band. Everything remains the same. It's just so good. There it is. Metal Blade Records. Yeah. I'm looking at it on the title sequence, but I got the vinyl from overseas. It cost me a lot of money at the time. And they never did re-release it on vinyl, so Yeah, it's, I, I like the Man. soundtrack. I do. I would love to see any of these movies in the theater. I would want to see four, five, four or six, honestly, just for the soundtracks, so I could hear all the great music. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, six would be fun to see in three D, but I wish they would. I know that they have the ability to actually just fucking make movies three D after the fact because I saw Phantom Menace in the theater in three D like ten years but it's, ago. It's not the same post conversion three D. You can tell. It just it's not as authentic, and that's why if you're gonna do, I would 3D, I would lie to myself and act like 3D. I loved it though. Yeah, no, and I'm sure it would be cool. It would be cool to see, but the 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 best way to do it is to film your movie in 3D. I mean, that's just you've got it. It just doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. There, it's just I. I but regardless, yeah, it would be cool to see the whole movie just in 3D and see what that would look like post conversion or not. I mean, I think it'd be cool, but. Yeah, guys, I mean, that that is Freddy's Dead, um, a movie that I have always been, I would not even say lukewarm at best on. I, it's my least favorite. It's my least favorite nightmare movie. But I think that is really just because of the lack of finding a tone and a real style. It, it, like Christian was talking about earlier during the commentary is like the first five movies had a clear aesthetic and, and style and it's six kind of bounced all over the place and i feel like the reason for that is it was supposed to be the wrap-up and they didn't really know the best way to wrap it up so it kind of is all over the place uh that's a really worrying thing for me when it comes to halloween ends for example is when you put a timeline on something and you say okay this is the last one puts a lot of pressure on it um so you know what too though like i'm thinking about this dude like honestly this movie really is I understand the the guys you were talking to, listening to on that podcast, like, oh, this really is trying to be Twin Peaks so much. But honestly, dude, Twin Peaks, the show really is chaotic in its tone. That's what I've heard. And everything I've seen of it, you know, whether it's clips or whatever, it looks crazy. That's David. Yeah, that's David Lynch, dude. Like his stuff is so schizophrenic. Like I've watched Twin Peaks. My wife is a big fan. Literally there will be the most hysterical fucking scenes in the those shows ever. And then literally the most harrowing emotional shit right after it. I mean, it really is bizarre. It, it, even season three, which came out, they rebooted the series. I say rebooted. Actually, it's, it's season three is what it was. And there was a scene where everybody's having fun, eating donuts, looking at shit. And then they show a picture of the girl that died at the beginning of the show. The main character of the show is a dead girl, by the way. Like Laura Palmer, she's fucking dead. But she is the, what the show is all about, which is kind of ingenious, to be honest with you, which is why Twin Peaks is so cool. But like one of the guys from the show, Dana Ashbrook, who was in Return of Living Dead Part 2, literally starts having this insane cry when he sees the picture of her because he misses her. He dated her. And it's so out of nowhere. It's awkward to watch because it's like I'm talking huffing, crying. He's so emotional. And then after that, it ba- it's back to normal. That's kind of like it really is kind of like Twin Peaks. I'm telling you, it re- Freddie's dead really fucking is like Twin Peaks. I've been told 
I guess I was wrong, dude. That I need to watch you know? Twin Peaks. So I, I need to watch it for myself. I know. I know. Uh, the first, the first, the pilot of Twin Peaks is one of the greatest things I, I really have ever seen. I mean, truly. David Lynch, like I like David. I sometimes I think he trolls his his fan base because he has a YouTube channel where he picks a ball out of a jar every day and people watch it religiously. But like he makes a shot from the floor looking up at a living room with a ceiling fan going be the most spookiest shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, seriously, I can't describe it unless you see it. But you got to if you ever get the time to watch Twin Peaks. After about six episodes, the world tuned out and the show went downhill ratings wise because it got very David Lynch and weird. But it starts out so like the pilot. You'll fall in love with the pilot. Truly one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I mean, I no bullshit. It's it's fucking good. I will get to it. I know I will. I know I will soon enough. I, I watch enough shit. I, I'm sure I'll get to it. But, <laughs> and i don't mean shit like bad things i although i do i watch bad things oh, i know what you mean i know what you mean yeah. i watch enough shit yeah i mean i do unfortunately so, but, i want to i'm thinking dude like i want to do i want to do another nightmare commentary soon but i i, I also want to do another halloween commentary soon well i got my i want to host the I, I want to host one? obviously the Halloween comedy because it makes yeah. more sense for. I like to flip it. You host the Freddy ones. I'll host the Nightmare ones. I want to do Halloween five. Oh yeah, commentary. let's fucking do it, man. You know, if this episode does good and people enjoy it, I, I have no problem doing that next. The viewership is always harder um, with the commentaries. They're not as clickable as certain topics we do so we understand that this episode probably isn't going to do what our normal episodes do but if enough people resonate this resonates with enough people then yeah we'll absolutely do that i mean regardless i think that we're going to always add in commentaries you know as episodes every few months or whatever just because we watch a lot of movies so it makes sense that one week we're you know fuck it let's not talk about a topic let's just watch a fucking movie and talk about it so it's bound to happen. But yeah. yeah, guys, let us know in the comments down below if you guys liked this, if you like when we do this, and if you would want to see us do Halloween 5. And you know what? Screw it. I'm I'm going to stick with Christians. I, I, we're going to go we're, Halloween 5 and Nightmare 5, Dream Child, um, Baby Freddy. That's, that is Christian. That yeah. is near the Christian's heart. So if you guys want to see us watch those two movies and you like this, let us know and we will do it. Obviously, I'm going to show this when I go to, when I go to, upload, I'm sorry to cut you off. When I go to like upload this episode though, I'm not just going to call it Freddy's dead commentary. I'm going to make the name of the episode, just Freddy's dead. And I'm going to make it seem like the video is just about it. <laughs> so people will click well, on There's it. like an hour worth of us just talking about other shit too. So yeah, it's not just exactly, commentary. exactly. Yeah. But exactly, so, guys, yeah. I mean, obviously, next week's episode, we will probably get back into a topic. Uh, we're not going to do a commentary again next week. We'll, we'll space these things out. But if you guys want to see it, it'll be something that we can put on the docket. Christian and I are not very organized when it comes to we don't have a schedule. We don't go, OK, this week is this topic. Next week is this. No, it's literally like days before we're like, what's percolating in your head? What, what do you want to do? So. You guys answering these questions and letting us know you want to see certain things allows us to plan ahead. Okay, soon 
we need to get to this episode. So let us know. Let us know, and and we will do that. But we've bullshitted for almost two hours. We watched Freddy's Dead, and we hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, We had a week off. We hope everybody had an you know a great Easter week, great Easter weekend. Um, I hope the Easter bunnies shit out eggs um, in your baskets. Um, and I hope you guys are glad to have us back because uh, we're glad to be back. Yeah, it, it took a week a off. Yeah. Recharge the old batteries and, you know, we're we're back at it. So we don't know what we'll do next week, but we will let you know once we know. Christian, you got any final words for the fine ladies and gentlemen? Um, No, just thanks for the support over the last year with the show it's uh obviously the most fun thing to do on the channel now and it's uh the only it's about the only thing i get messages for anymore like if i stop doing some kind of segment on my channel most people don't really message me about it no more but when we took a week off for the show you best believe people are like where the fuck is you need a yep you know i got the same shit are you guys not doing an episode this week no we're not like and and by the way guys I know a lot of you guys listen on audio platforms and watch us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. If you haven't already just at, you need a horror podcast on Instagram. We're trying to build that up more because Christian and I have our own individual Instagrams where we promote our own channels and just promote our own shit period, whether it's whatever we do or whatever we have, but uh, you know, follow Unita on Instagram. That is going to be your best place to keep up to date with what we're doing because we usually post what, the following week's episode is going to be before we even film it. So if you guys want to be kept in the loop of what we're doing, or you just want to see maybe some behind the scenes stuff, gag, you know, gag reels, bloopers, outtakes, you know, there's, or just funny moments that Christian will clip out and upload. That's where you're going to find it. So follow us on Instagram. Uh, You need a horror podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for uh, enjoying Freddy's dead with us. And, just being a part of our conversation, even though you're not able to be actually a part of it. We hope you feel like you're a part of it, which I think is what the um, actual use of a podcast should be. So thank you guys. Uh, let us know if you, if there's something you want us to do a commentary on to one, a casual commentary, of course, where we BS, please make your voice heard and let us know. We can't do something that you want us to do unless you tell us. So please be vocal and let us know. So we really appreciate you guys listening. We love you, and we'll see you soon on the next episode of the Unita Horror Podcast.